Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September 23rd, 2022, and it is a Friday. That's right. Yay. Happy Friday, everyone, if you're listening to this on a Friday. Let's see. We can talk about me a little bit. Um, Not too much to report. Overall, we've had a good week. I will say, what is it? I want to say Wednesday, I caught something i guess i don't know i got this little like it's more or less a throat thing i feel like it's kind of like a cold little infection but i uh, went to the doctor they gave me the old uh covid and strep test so i was not prepared <laughs> when the nurse came up to me and she was like what do you want to do first nose or mouth and i was like uh, uh nose and <laughs> i started watering up and apologizing and she's like it's okay all right open up my mouth and i was like uh, uh. <laughs> and we're like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I'm just apologizing. My eyes are watering. Like, I don't do this all the time. But got through it. Uh, They're negative. So, yeah, this is almost like it was the most anticlimactic doctor's visit I've had in a long time. Because more or less the doctor's like, well, you know, yeah, I can see that you're, you know, you got some irritation in your throat going on. But not sure what exactly you got going on. So, you know, let me know if it gets worse. <laughs> I was like, damn, like, I mean, I get it. I don't know. I kind of don't. I, I guess you got to pick a line or a path. And she was kind of stuck there and she said, I was waited out. But um, overall, I'm doing okay. Not like super sick or anything like that. But, you know, kind of got a, I guess, a ca- more casual episode lined up, I feel. And um, might kind of be that for the weekend, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how this goes. I actually got a lot of updates for the next episode, I think, going down the way, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, food. Was there anything, 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 anything that I really can say was super bomb? No, I made like this like Mexican dish. I want to say it was Sunday or Monday night. But the twist was I um, added this red curry sauce to it, which was pretty good. But, you know, that really didn't feel too wild for me. It was kind of like, you know, just something a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a tweak or remix. But other than that, just been chilling. Um, Let's see. There has been a, you know, a good amount of, well, actually, you know, it's weird. And this is not so much direct news related, but like how my week has been, like what I've been ingesting a little bit, media corner. I mean, I don't know what we'd call this, but essentially, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like there's a lot of drama in the air. Like, and I'm not necessarily saying like me specifically, like my life, like I'm going through something like, no, actually, like I said, things have been good. I mean that, but like the stuff I've kind of been like just engaging in, like, uh, I'm, I'm a big Twitch guy. Like, I love Twitch uh, channels. I love watching streamers. I love, I don't know, the whole atmosphere. I got into it around 2020, something like that. Like, maybe, well, no, it was around the time I got into podcasts. I got into streaming a little bit more so, like, Twitch streamers and really watching the kind of, like, upper crust streamers a little bit more so because, like, I kind of worked out of my niche holes that got me in. And now I'm, like, you know, watching... I don't know, more people, but essentially just a lot of Twitch drama, um, a lot of talk about like banning gambling is kind of like how it got started. Cause I don't know if, if you're aware, but like 
on Twitch uh, up until recently, you've been able to gamble, like, all kinds, all kinds of ways. And technically, still can. Like, uh, you can still, if you're an organized, you know, poker thing and you've, you've gotten your channel all set up and verified with Twitch, you're good to go in terms of, like, uh, like I, I watch a thing called Live of the Bike. Essentially, they, they, they do ter- po- poker tournaments, I think, like, twice a week, something like that. They, they, they do those live. They stream those on YouTube and Twitch. And I think YouTube has, like, more of a strict thing with gambling but i don't know doing a little bit more research i've kind of seen maybe not i don't know but essentially there was this big kerfuffle because some guy was scamming and he was doing that to support his gambling habit so he was scamming like other streamers people who were affiliated like in the community like he was just hitting them up asking them for money so this whole thing started you know a bigger campaign just you know hashtag stop twitch gambling or whatever then that led to like a whole other drama and then i'm just like there was a day where i was literally watching two streamers just yell at each other in a in a, in a like a zoom call type of thing like <laughs> it's so weird so i don't know it's been odd for that uh kind of watching stuff like that unfold i don't know it's like some real world shit but uh also interesting thing that i, I mean really doesn't affect me because i'm not uh apparently good at twitch streaming but um essentially they announced two this week like not only were they going to stop slot gambling because that was like a big thing that was like the big crux it's like hey like anyone can come on the site and watch um whatever and you know they want to watch maybe their biggest streamer and they're just playing slots like that's kind of a potentially slippery slope was the argument so Essentially, enough outcry kind of came out. Twitch said, hey, we're going to ban that kind of gambling on the site in 28 days. They announced that this week. So kind of been a countdown like that for some major streamers, maybe even some up-and-comers. People might be moving, too, potentially to, like, YouTube. Because, like I said, I thought YouTube was pretty secure with it. I haven't seen too much. But I was watching a um, YouTuber kind of, like, surf channels that were popular. And one of the channels, a guy was, like, a big variety streamer. And part of his variety was, you know, playing slots. So, you know, who knows? Who can say? Um, but yeah, just just a lot. Of, I'm sparing you a lot of details here. This is like just me being my little nerd and gushing about what I, I've been ingesting this week. But um, yeah, just crazy out there. Let me know if you've been kind of experiencing drama this week. If uh, Mercury and Gatorade or whatever has been affecting you. I don't know. I've been kind of curious. I've been asking my friends, what's the tea? <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me um, let me stop boring you with my 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 silly little life. I'm getting into some news. Um, the first couple bits I got are actually you know keeping it traditional here. We are covering you know the the Russia Ukraine situation. Definitely a lot has kind of come up this week that I wanted to, you know, cover. So let's see. The first two are kind of conjoined. So I'll just read off both of them and kind of paraphrase them, TDLR for you. Let's see. uh, Putin orders partial military call-up, sparking protest. I got that from the Associated Press and Yahoo News. And then from Reuters, I got Ukraine says... Residents coerced into Russian annexation vote. So, essentially, you know, this is kind of on the heels of Ukraine's um, pushback. You know, they they had you know have reclaimed some territories. Been talking about reclaiming more. 
uh, Russia had, or, you know, Putin, and I guess you can say, you know, the Kremlin by proxy, whatever, has come out and said, hey, enough's enough. You know, that's enough ground for you right now. Let's stop. And has issued a declaration of, you know, a partial mobilization of reservists. He did that Wednesday. And then also he said in a speech, like, look, we're not bluffing when we say we are going to use our military, you know, nuclear power. Like, that's not that's not a bluff. We're not playing around when we say that. And, you know, of course, that's a bold claim because it pairs with what they're trying to do on the ground in Ukraine with a few of the areas like Zaporizhia, uh, the Donetsk and Luhansk region. Um, I think also might be Hassan reason or not Hassan. Um, let me check. It's on the other article. But essentially, they're trying to form a referendum. Okay, it is Hassan. Um, to flip those areas to Russian areas. So essentially, they would be officially Russian territory according to this vote. Now, that's not really recognized as legitimate. It won't be at all. But essentially, those uh, votes, like that voting is going to start, I believe, Friday, today. So... I mean, it it does kind of seem like the way this is set up, none of this is legit. This is just going to be like, hey, you come out to your local voting area, which could just be some haphazard made area with ballot boxes. You're going to do a vote in front of us, like these Russian soldiers, these occupying forces, this occupying force, and yeah, you're good to go. Like, there's just nothing on the level about this. Um, And it's really sad. That, you know, the people who are being occupied have to go through this. Uh, let's see here. I did have... Yeah, okay. Um, i trying to think who's the name of the guy. Um, Serhii Gadai. Uh, he is Ukraine's Luhansk governor. He called the event Elections Without Elections. So, you know, essentially... This is just kind of like a just on the face thing where it's like, look, we're taking over this territory. It's our territory. And paired with the statement that he's making, he's more or less saying like, look, you guys have made some strides. Okay. But if you go any further, this is going to get way worse for you. And, you know, paired with the 300,000 troops that he plans to, you know, inject onto the front line. That's a big deal. It's, it's a show of force for sure. But this has been met with backlash in Russia. You know, I think they said in the article from the AP that within like the first 15 minutes, there was already dozens of arrests. I think it ended so far. The last tally I've seen was like, um, yeah, nearly. Let's see. Yeah, nearly 1200 Russians were arrested in anti-war demonstrations in cities, including Moscow and St. Petersburg, according to the independent Russian human rights group OVD Info. So, you know, people are not taking this lying down. People are already getting upset because this is a big deal. Um, And I mean, this would really be like saying, hey, we're going to do a draft for Afghanistan. Like, you know what I mean? People would be wiling out. In fact, that was part of the pressure campaign that went against it was like people got so sick of having to know like it's like we shouldn't have this casual idea in our mind that we are out there fighting and our people are dying, you know, for what? And people kept asking for what? Why are we still there? Like it was very unpopular for that. 
and this is no different. Uh, I've heard people, you know, call this invasion, you know, Russia's Vietnam. And, you know, a, a situation like this really brings it to the head because people don't want their kid going to war. Uh, people have also been, you know, really much trying to leave. I think the age is 18 to 27 is what was said. Now, granted, also it's supposed to be uh, like a specialty group. Like it's not supposed to be quote unquote anybody, but that seems to be very loose. It's more or less, hey, these are the stipulations that we're not really going to stick to it. They could get broader. And, you know, it's got people freaking out. So people have been leaving. Um, It's even been said, I think um, there was a quote from someone who I guess is a son of a an official close to Putin, someone more or less in, in, in the web, in the network, more or less said like, well, hey, this is really crazy, but uh, I'm going to do what I have to do to not have to go. So it's just crazy hearing and seeing this kind of rhetoric, you know, out in the streets, you know, abroad, because I mean, people are tracking this, they're seeing this, like people are trying to leave the country. Now, I'm sure there's going to be a clampdown on it already, but um just really wild shit. Um, and I mean, just kind of going further to establish, like, look, this definitely isn't dying down at all. Um, neither side is saying quit. And, um, you know, definitely looks like there's going to be more. But um, there was a quote here. It just, it kind of hit the dystopian, I don't know, vibe for me. And I wanted to, like, get it on, on the wax, if you will. Uh, this was from... A protester. Let's see. One woman in a wheelchair shouted, referring to the Russian president, goddamn bald-headed nut job. He's going to drop a bomb on us, and we're all still protecting him. I've said enough. Um, also, I think there was like a, a quote that they were chanting, like, send him to the trenches, like send a, like, you know, send Putin to the trenches. Like, essentially, this is his war, him tell him to have him go fight it, you know? So just really crazy shit just in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, definitely wanted to cover that in, you know, a little bit of a double header, if you will. Also, excuse me, I got another article from Yahoo News. Two Americans captured in Ukraine by Russian forces freed in prisoner swap, their families say. So let's see, I got the names here. Alexander Drudki. And Andy Hunya, they were both military veterans from Alabama who had been serving as volunteers in Ukraine. Um, essentially, they've been informed, though, that there was a prisoner swap and that they are okay. I believe they are currently at a U.S. embassy in Saudi Arabia, and they are, I believe, are in good health. So they are safe, good, that's good. Also, I believe that there was, let me see if I got it here on this article. Bear with me. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Earlier Wednesday, the Saudi foreign ministry announced the release of 10 prisoners of war captured in Ukraine by Russian forces in an exchange of prisoners of war by Russia and Ukraine. Uh, The free prisoners were American, British, Croatian, Moroccan and Swedish nationals. The ministry said in a statement that did not identify the prisoners by name. So, you know, hey, there's some good news there. You know, a little bit there. <laughs> I guess I'm dropping that in the middle, the middle, the middle of uh, you know, the news briefing here for this episode. Um, 
And then kind of in summation, we're going to talk about weather for the remainder of the podcast. Uh, this started Sunday, and I've kind of just been watching it unfold, and I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. So, let's see, here's the title, got this from CNN. Uh, Many across Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic still have no power or running water as Hurricane Fiona turns toward Bermuda. Oh, let's see. Uh, more than a million people in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic are without water or without power or running water. Um, let's see. Crews are still working on it in both areas, um, but it's just been kind of slow to take. I guess it's like it's in a, a newer electrical company, and it's seemingly that they haven't been up to the task. But um, let's see. Um, at least five people across um, the Caribbean have been killed. And then let's see, two of them were in Puerto Rico, two were in the Dominican Republic, and one was in Guadalupe. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to just kind of get a quick some summary in my head for you guys. Um, more or less from what I've kind of heard and seen, as well as in this article, it's it's caused a lot of power outages, like pretty much right on the impact, you know, shredding through power lines. Um, it's just been a lot of damage, a lot of flood water. So people without water power, they're without electric. And, you know, essentially they're forced to traverse this, you know, waist deep or worse water with just what they have on their backs. It, you know, it's just a really shitty ass situation to be in. Um, I do believe that FEMA has been sent out, at least in um, Puerto Rico. So that's good. It's good that we're supporting, you know, our territory, I guess, whatever we're calling um, Puerto Rico these days uh, in terms of our occupation of it. Um, but, it, you know, as stated in the title, it, it this is on the move. So I think it's been now reduced to like a tropical storm, but it's still very bad. And I, I might actually not be 100% right on that, but I know it's moving to, like, the Atlantic. So I know they're telling, like, people in Canada to, you know, batten down, be prepared, be aware, you know, get an emergency kit ready. Um, I mean, it's always crazy when hurricanes come. I mean, they're just such a force of nature. I'm the type of person who's scared of a tornado. So it's part of the reason why you catch me in the Midwest, because... I'm not trying to deal with a hurricane. That's just scary. <laughs> um, let's see here. What else do I got before I move on to the last part of our weather? Um, let's see. As of Thursday, 495,000 customers. I think I got that number right. About 38% have electricity in Puerto Rico. That is according to Luma Energy which operates the island's power grid. So that's some good news there. Um, let's see here. I don't want to keep you in the weeds too long. Um, and then lastly, I wanted to cover the um, Super Typhoon Nam- Namadol. Um, got this uh, from the BBC News. Uh, Japan Storm. 9 million people told to evacuate as Super Typhoon Namadal hits. So this is another, you know, storm situation that hit. Uh, let's see. It had 
has killed at least two people and injured 90, almost 90. Uh, It hit Kushu, the southernmost of Japan's four main islands on Sunday, and um, it was set to reach Honshu, uh, the largest island, in coming days. Let's see, it left about three over 350,000, I'm imagining by the time it was done. Um, I'm trying to think when this article came out. Yeah, it was four days ago. Um, so almost 350,000 homes without power. Um, just really heavy duty. Oh, man. I will say, though, in this, it doesn't seem like there wasn't much, like, well, I guess, yeah. Actually, I was going to say there wasn't much of a, of a mention in climate change, but I think um, news and things like that are kind of going to have that conversation on the backbeat in, like, as much of a subtle way as they can. Like, they don't want to beat people over the head with it because I've kind of been uh, wondering how I wanted to kind of go about it, too, myself because it's like, look, I don't want to, like, constantly beat my listeners over the head with climate change. Like, we all know, and the people who are listening to my podcast are not people who can be like, well, uh, I guess I'll snap my fingers and change things. Like, we're not going to get power rings, call Captain Planet, and fix this shit. Like, we're just victims of it. Um, but I do think it is something that uh, you, you definitely want to bring awareness to it when you can where you can. So, um, so yeah, um, definitely not good news per se on the last two. But, you know, hey, we did get the swap, the prisoner swap. So that's cool. Yeah, you know, some silver lining business. Um, other than that, that's all I got. Um, thank you for listening, sticking around. Um, this is my least favorite part, but, you know, we got to hit the shill mode real quick. Just doing my job. Uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, it would be super cool of you. Every $5 donation gets you a little package bundle, gets you a shout out on the podcast, gets you Discord access, gets you, um, a chance to, um, you know, say your piece. I can, you know, cover a potential news thing or whatever if you'd like. You know, we can get, we can work something out. We can get to the bottom of it. So, um, you know, that's the uh, financial way. Also, if you'd like just to give feedback, um, let's see, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Also, you can always tell your friends, you know, share the podcast, the ratings, all those kind of things are super good, super cool, and I uh, really appreciate it. Um, I'm, like I said, at the top of the, uh, pod, I should have like an update episode. There's a lot to talk about. Um, and you know, maybe some other stuff too. I'm sure I can get in there, but, um, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news and I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.